Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word, the Desert Spring Church podcast coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm Julie Hart, Director of Connectional Ministries, and I have two fabulous guests with us today. <laughs> we have, they're looking around the room trying to see where they are right now. <laughs> we have Ann Hardy. Uh, Ann, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Ann Hardy. I'm the Outreach Director at Desert Spring Church. I'm on staff and have been on staff. It's been my pleasure for 14 years to be on staff. And uh, one of my duties is to take care of the texts and uh, praying through texts. And so it's a real pleasure uh, to be here and to be talking about prayer. Wonderful. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Wilhite introduce yourself sir <laughs> sure I'm, uh, I'm Mark Wilhite uh, usually better known as Lori's other half mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. knows Lori yeah uh, we've been go- uh, t- attending church here about seven years I'm one of the Stephen ministers here in the church um, I also serve as a as a liturgist and then I cover the prayer room on the uh, after the 930 services on Sundays Various duties as a sign. Yeah, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Right. right. Unpaid staff. We call it the BOGO. That's the term I have, the buy one, get one for staff. Uh, yeah. So our spouses and children. Well, you definitely got the better deal on the one you bought. <laughs> uh, and like I said, I'm Julie Hart. Uh, in addition to being the, the host today, um, I'm here speaking about prayer because I also facilitate our prayer chain. So uh, we are launching in a series, an all-church series here that is going to be about the Wesleyan Way. It's called The Disciples' Path, which means we're going to have the sermon series and community groups and podcasts and the ministry spotlight times. The children are going to be learning about it. The youth are going to be learning about it. So by the end of these um, weeks, hopefully we all know how to be Methodist is the, is the goal here. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we figure that out. Challenge. So, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. So um, and the Wesleyan practices are prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. Uh, these are the vows that we take when we become members. And so we're going to be digging into those. And we're starting off where we should start off um, with prayer. Um, so, um, I know that you each are involved in, as am I, with the ministry that in the church that involves prayer, but I want to start, um, with your own personal prayer life and, and, and what that means for you and how that shows up for you and maybe some things that are special for you in that way. So, Anne, how about you? Uh, yes, um, I actually, uh, when I take uh, spiritual gifts inventories, um, my number one gift is prayer. And um, all that that means is that I have a prayer language. I, um, I have, they, some people call it praying in tongues, but it's, um, it's not something that we practice here at the church. Um, it is something that I use privately um, in my own prayer time to um, just open my heart go, to move beyond the need for words. Um, and I can just open my heart to God and to Jesus and, and um, it, it helps me, it helps free me from the constraint that words have. Um, so I'm, I'm uh, blessed with, um, with that spiritual gift. It's a great explanation of that gift. Thank you for sharing that explanation because it's weird. And, and I know if people are uncomfortable and I'm uncomfortable talking about it, but, it, but I, hopefully 
I can help people to understand exactly what that is. It is a spiritual gift. It's in the Bible, so it's it can be uncomfortable, <laughs> but 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 it's not as commonly understood, right? So yeah, thank you for and that. And it's my understanding that ten percent of people have this spiritual gift, so it is quite common. I just think we don't talk about it very often. I, I actually have been. Um, I know a couple of people um, who have. Uh, the gift of tongues uh, in the church, and uh, it was suggested to me that maybe we should start a prayer group mm, that prays in tongues. And um, and I just kind of thinking, wow, what would that look like? How would that work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just hmm. I bet after that you're gonna after this you're gonna learn about some more people too. So yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Well, Mark, what about you in your own personal prayer life? Yeah, so that's a that's that's a pretty short topic. It, it, <laughs> it, you know, it's not it's not one of my my strongest attributes. I'll be honest, um, and I th- I think part of it is because uh, right or wrong, I always grew up thinking that you know prayers need to be these long flowery, and I didn't know how to pray. And because I didn't know how to pray, didn't feel good praying, or didn't feel comfortable, right. is better word, praying, mm-hmm. I, I avoided it. Yeah. Unless there was a problem, and then like anybody else, I can pray all day long when I got a problem or need something, <laughs> yeah. right? Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> sure. And so, you know, over the last few years, I've, I've really gotten into the mindset, um, you know, the Bible says pray unceasingly. Yeah. It's... It's so prayer is it's just talking to God, Mm, just conversation, you you know. And and so, I think, how do I want my kids to come and talk to me? Mm -hmm. You know, just tell me what's going on, tell me, tell me what you're thinking about. And so, um, now I do, you know, I do a lot of just really short, quick prayers. Mm And mm-hmm. and it's not oh shoot I said, should have said this or I should have asked for this or mm-hmm. I should have thanked this well you know what yeah. I get I get it next time yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah that's great hey God thanks for this or you know hey I'm really nervous about this meeting I'm going into you can mm-hmm. can you just be with me and help me out here mm-hmm. and that's the prayer mm-hmm. but I'm doing it more and more mm-hmm. and more constantly and consistently. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's wonderful. Now, do you feel like that's in addition to your prayer disciplines, or is that taking the place oh, of Oh, that's those? taking the place of. I, I mean, for me personally. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't, you, you know, just try to, okay, stop. I need a timeout. I need to spend some time with God in prayer. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if just the, the daily practice. I uh, The reason why I ask is because I've, have found myself in a similar situation where maybe I'm not, and I should be, I feel guilty about it, praying in the morning for an hour or whatever. But I find myself as people come up in mm-hmm. my mind or, um, or I, my kid is, I just dropped my kid off at work or, um, you know, just whatever, Whatever the the refrigerator isn't running right, I just it's like well, shooting up little prayers mm-hmm. constantly all day mm-hmm. long. And I think there's you know a couple things here like the prayer chain. Mm-hmm. So when I read the prayer chain, I don't then say okay stop I need it half an hour and I, just hey God I know you know I I know Jane Doe here is going through some things just be with her and her family mm-hmm. and I move on. But what I find for me 
is by doing that more frequently, more often, mm-hmm. it it helps me stay focused more on God throughout the day. Yeah. It's not, mm-hmm. okay, it's 6.30, I've got my half hour prayer time with God, and then I'll pick mm-hmm. him back up, mm-hmm. you know, tonight. Mm-hmm. Th- those little ones throughout the day just help me mm-hmm. stay more focused on God. I think it's interesting because you both kind of express like, I'm not sure if this is the right way or if this, I feel guilty. And what we teach, I've worked with children and youth for very many years and, and you know, it's, there is no wrong way to pray. You right. know, it's like at camp, oh, we pray all kinds of ways. I mean, we, we do the popcorn prayer at campfire where it's just whatever, whoever says whatever, you know, we do, you know, painting your prayers and, you know, dance prayers. And there's just so many ways to express prayer and to, to be in prayer. So that's the cool thing about prayer is, you know, you can light a candle, you can walk a labyrinth, you can Mm -hmm. shoot up a, a shoot up a quick prayer. You know, it's all, it's all talking to God. It's all about having a relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, frequently in the prayer room after services, folks will come in and it's one of the things they'll say is, well, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to ask God for this. Mm -hmm. So how would you talk to your best friend about it? And just say, well, let's just start off. Hey God, we're here. We need to talk to you a minute. Yeah. You know, we got yeah. some things on our heart that that we want to that we want to lift up to you. Mm-hmm. That that's great. I think that you're not only praying for people, but you're teaching them how to pray. Yeah. I think I think that's really wonderful. And I think it's important because it, it should not be an intimidating thing to to pray, you know. So, um I know um some people are uncomfortable I've done I've I've well this is the joke in youth group it would always be like who wants to if you want to quiet the room you just ask who wants to pray except when Amanda was there and that was <laughs> she's always quick to pray Mark so God bless be proud of her but once she graduated it's like now it's like that's how we quiet the room but it's not ju- it's not just in with youth it's with adults too yeah. you mm. can say in a room full of church people who you can say in a room full of staff, staff. <laughs> yeah, right it's staff who wants to pray yeah. and um so I just think that you know, there's no right or wrong way. It shouldn't be an intimidating thing. And just, you know, I think just knowing that there are different practices for me, the prayer labyrinth is the most powerful for me, but I don't have a labyrinth in my backyard. I can't do that all the time. But when I have something big and heavy, that's a place that I will go. And for for my son, Louie too, that's a big, um, we have driven to that prayer labyrinth and, you know, whatever, all times of day to, to be in that place. Um, the prayer chapel, the Scott Tyra prayer chapel here. Mm-hmm. And Anne can attest to this. When both my kids went to boot camp, I, I spent a lot of time in there because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, when there's nothing else, left, when you, you yeah. know, to yeah. be in that space. Yeah. Trust me, when I went to boot camp, I spent a lot of time in prayer too. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. I understand. Um, we have a beautiful prayer garden here too. And, you know, you don't need a designated place to pray. But um, I just think it's, and, and I think throughout my life anyway, um, what's meaningful for me has has changed. And, you know, I get on a kick where I'm like, it's a gratitude and I'm writing five things I'm grateful for and praying for those. And now I'm on to this and I don't know, I like lists. So I like to make lists of things to pray for and people to, and the prayer chain, obviously that helps me to focus once or twice a day or as those prayers come in to mm-hmm. take the time to mm-hmm. stop and um, and pray. You know, so I think it's the prayer chain has a um, pretty high open rate. So so those are people that are, you know, really taking it seriously and, and doing that. And so you know, I always feel really good when 
something goes out to know like, okay, there are, there are some faithful warriors, you know, on this praying. And, and so, um, I know it gives, it gives me peace. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to talk about our own practices before we talked about our ministries, because I think, um, you know, we all come at it very different ways of praying. So I think that's, I think that's really cool. And um, for me, I fell into the prayer ministry. I, I don't actually remember how, but Linda Chapin did the prayer chain where people submit their requests. And I think I said we have about 250, more than that, households that received the emails. Um, and I was her backup girl when she would go out of town. And then um, as time went on, um, it, it became something that I took over. And it's really been an incredible thing for me to connect to the people um, of the church and to see how people care about each other and just that they send in those requests and and that they follow up. And oftentimes people will say, oh, tell so-and-so there's this, take this vitamin for that, (laughs) even something silly like that. Or, you know, can we bring a meal or, Mm -hmm. you know, do they need help or not? People respond not just in prayer, but often people respond in action. And it's, it's really been something for me Mm -hmm. to be able to see and to get to know people. I just got a phone call today from someone that says, Hey, I saw this on the prayer chain. How can I help? So it's moving beyond prayer and into a church family caring for one another. And when you pray for each other, you know, even though even your brothers and sisters that may not, you you know, be like you or think like you or see, you know, we're, we're connecting and we're, you know, but I think that that connection and, and, and what you were talking about, somebody calling up or texting, how can I help? That's the that's the follow on to prayer. That's the action. That's the God. That's the God answering the prayer. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, you know because hey God, here's what I want, and here's what I need, and here's what I'm concerned about. Well, that's only the first piece, right? We 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 pray because we expect we're asking for something from God, right? And you know how He answers it is I mean there's as many ways as you can think of. That's how many ways He's going to answer it. And that how can I help or who can I talk to or what can I do? That's those answers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really true. And so Mark, for you as a Stephen minister and, um, give an explanation of that for listeners who may not know what a Stephen minister means. So Stephen member, Stephen (laughs) ministers, slow down, Mark, Stephen ministers, are lay congregation members who are specifically trained to provide one-on-one care for folks that are going through a difficult time in their life, um, such as a divorce, loss of a job, a chronic or terminal illness diagnosis, having to relocate, a death of a loved one. Um, and so uh, obviously that involves prayer, uh, but in the, in the same token, same vein, um, at Desert Spring, as long as I've been going here, um, Stephen ministers participate at the end of the service and make themselves available mm-hmm. to pray with folks that, that have something on their heart, whether it's a burden they, that they want to, to lift up or a joy they want to share, mm-hmm. or, you know, commit or recommit their life to Christ. And, and we'll have ministers that go up front uh, right now, I cover the prayer room in the in the back of the chapel at the end of the nine thirty service, um, and and so that's kind of f- from the Stephen ministry perspective, how we're getting into the the prayer ministry 
of the church. I think it's beautiful because you say that's not your 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 gift, your first gift. That's not your first thing that you said, and that you do that is really very cool and special. And that right, you know, but but it occurred to you that that was a need yeah. that the church had. Yeah, but that's not your gift. So it's I suspect that maybe one of your gifts is helping. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with sure. that. And and that's a good but, that's a good point, Anne. Like that you're there to help and to to show up in ways that might stretch you a little bit, right? That. Yeah, and, and I've you know I've mentioned before in the, in the time that Lori and I have been attending services here, we've had some just fantastic prayer warriors cover that prayer room, and and from a prayer ability, if you will, uh, I, I wouldn't even put myself on the same sheet with them. Um, but they're no longer available to, to do that ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, after following the pandemic, as we were getting back, getting back together in person, I just, you know, I felt it was a need that was out there. Mm-hmm. And it was something I could help with. Yeah, for sure. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm sure you've had some really um, special times in doing that and been been a blessing and been blessed yourself absolutely doing that and so Anne, yours a lot of the people that you're praying for you um do not know you know some i know some uh i don't know some Mm -hmm. um if you want to text a prayer Mm -hmm. the number is 702-766-6641 those prayers are confidential they do not unless you tell me Mm -hmm. that you would like it to be added to the prayer chain uh those prayers are just me Mm -hmm. um and um and so people will text um, a prayer in, and um, I think it's important to them to feel that someone has heard mm-hmm. their request mm-hmm. and that the person on the other end of that screen mm-hmm. has a heart for them and for what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. So I think encouragement is a big part. Of, mm-hmm. of what I do, um, not only praying for them, but to, to maybe give words mm-hmm. to that hurt that's happening in their life, mm-hmm. I think is, is um, helpful mm-hmm. to what people are going through as I well. Think, yeah, that's wonderful. And even now our app, our brand new app, people can just submit their prayer request mm-hmm. there. There's a lot of ways to ask for prayer, um, either in person or, um, you know, through the text or through email. And um, I think, yeah, I'm grateful for that. We start all of our uh, meetings in prayer and we start them off, you know, whatever committee, whatever mm-hmm. board, whatever it is, you know, um, and talking about where we see God at work. And, mm-hmm. and I think these prayers are a place that we um, we yeah. see that. I think it's the foundation of ministry, mm-hmm. I think, to launch out um, in ministry without a foundation of prayer, um, is kind of risky. <laughs> it it <laughs> you is. Know, you've got to well, lift it up to God. And yes. And so my person that I go to when I need someone to pray for me or pray with me is Phyllis Murray. You, you both know her and many people do. And, you know, we joke, it really is the thing we say, I'm like, is it God or the mashed potatoes? Like I need some help with this. Like, you know, I'm, this thing I'm trying to decide or what's going on. And, 
if you have not been prayed for or with by Phyllis Murray, you should. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I mean, I actually love to pray. I have no problem praying. But when she's there, I'm always like, Phyllis, please pray. because, <laughs> And she just, um, and she ends a lot of our conversations with, you know, how can I pray for you or, or praying with or, um, you know, there have been times where she'll just call me up and, and I'm about to have a difficult conversation or I'm doing something I'm nervous about. And, you know, she'll just stop and call, you know, she'll call and just say, let's just take a minute and pray. And, I, you know, it's just, I'm pretty sure that, you know, she has a direct line. So this is like, <laughs> always makes me from work. I think you're right. You know, I would agree with that. Statement. Definitely, definitely beautiful <laughs> prayers. And, um, that's, I've, I've really been impacted by that. Can you think of a time when you've either been impacted by someone's prayers for you, or you've been a part of that or witnessed that, that? Well, I was lucky enough um, to pray um, both of my kids into salvation. Um, uh, they're now both uh, young adults. Um, and, you know, maybe Christianity or religion isn't their top priority anymore. And that's understandable. I went through that time of my life as well. But I remember praying with them and inviting Jesus into their hearts when they, when they asked me. Um, it, was, it was definitely a time that they had asked for. And um, it, that is one of the more precious times mm -hmm. that I can remember praying for someone. Mm -hmm. that's, that's really beautiful. Thank you. What about for you, Mark? Um, you know, there's there, there's not a single one that that is jumping out at me, um, and maybe that's because there have been so many. But uh, you know, I I I do just you know I look forward I look forward to covering the prayer room mm -hmm. on Sundays because um, you, you know you you pray with somebody and not only are they lifting their concerns or their joys up to the Lord. But the fact that you're spending time to pray with them mm -hmm. is it's it's just such a blessing for me personally. When when you see them and you pray with them to lift that up to God and you see the joy on their face or you see shoulders raised and they're standing straighter because mm -hmm that burden has right. physically been lifted. Mm -hmm. It is just such a blessing. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes when there's nothing else that you can do, because let's face it, we can't solve everybody's problem. Right. We can't even solve our own <laughs> a lot of times. But um, I'm thinking of years ago, um, a dear woman in the church, you may not have known her name was Barb, Hannah. Did, is that before your time? I oh. think so. Okay, so you know, Anne, um, just a, a beautiful soul that um, I just kind of grew really close to. Um, and uh, I went, when she was dying, we knew that, you know, we were seeing her in the hospital, and then pretty soon she was at home hospice and um, and um, showed up one day just, just as she was taking her last breath. And here I am, like, from the church, and I'm like, okay, I've never, I, I don't know what happens now. I've never experienced this before. And first of all, I was like, well, where's the Bible? There's a 23rd Psalm, which <laughs> is, which, but, uh, but all that you actually can do is pray. And you know what? It turns out that's enough. It turns out that's enough when it's like, I, you don't have words. They've just lost someone they love. I just lost someone I love, you know, but 
to be able to to um, just show up and pray when that's sometimes that's too hard for for the family at that mm. time or for to be in those situations where you can stop and pray. And that was one that, um, you know, just for me, it gave me peace because I found myself in a situation like I'm not sure what happens now. And um, it's like, well, we pray. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And in my mind, that the fact that you got there in time to do that was not a coincidence that there's God's timing and um, blessing for yeah. both the family and, and for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh, a hard thing, but um, yes, certainly, yeah. And so, how have you grown closer to God by praying for others? Mm. I've learned that that God is listening. That um, even if I don't know exactly what to pray for, that's okay. He does, mm-hmm. and um, if I can pray um, for. God's will to be done. That's the best thing mm-hmm. that I can pray for. You know, I I I grew up in a in a Christian household. I grew up going to church. I mean, when I was a kid, my parents would say, "If you're too sick to go to Sunday school, you're too sick to get out of bed." <laughs> you know, I, it was just the way. And so, I've always been around prayer. I absolutely, one hundred percent believe that that God answers prayer. May not always be the answer that we right. want. It's, sometimes it's no, <laughs> but but God, God answers prayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, when you're praying with other people or praying for other people, it kind of allows you to take a step back and and observe the process and observe what's going on. And so, when you see them through prayer. You see burdens eased. You just kind of think, hey, this thing works. You know, I'm seeing it. This thing works. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should be doing a little more. Yeah. You know, maybe I should be praying more. Maybe I should be spending mm-hmm. more time with, with God because you're seeing it reinforced time after time after time. And, and you know, Mark, I feel like what I say is so feeble. And God is using the time. He's using those feeble words. And it's not, it's amazing to be a part of that process. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I have learned, and it's taken me years to learn, the words that we say aren't as important as the fact that we're saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... I want that relationship with my kids. I want my kids to talk to me. I don't really care what they say. I want them to talk to me. And and whether it's, you know, some big flowery speech that is worthy of publication and or whether they're just saying, hey, Dad, here's what's going on. You know, I had a bummer day at work and it really sucks and mm-hmm. I just want to talk to you about it. Well, it's the same way with God. God wants to be in a relationship with us. He wants us to talk to him. He wants us to bring our burdens and our joys to him. He doesn't really care what the words are. Yeah, yeah. Just I'll, talk yeah. to him. You know what, you know? And and again, that's, for me, that took many years for me to understand that. Prayer's intimidating because, you, you know, you, you, you hear, a, you know, a Pastor David pray. You hear a, a Phyllis pray, and you're going, man, I can't do that. Right. Right. So what? 
do yeah. what you can. Just talk to God. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really true. Mm-hmm. I I know um, my son Louis, who's twenty six now, is a little. I don't. I don't even think we taught this to him. I mean, we did pray, but his prayers were pretty. Like at three and four, like what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Where'd that come from? Um, but often, like kids would be like little buttheads to him, <laughs> and he would, you know, he really wouldn't fight back or lash back, but he would like, you know, his bedtime prayers. He would say, you know, um, you know, pray for Tommy's heart to change. I'm like. Wow. Pray that Tommy gets his butt kicked tomorrow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but he he really, as a young child, was very, um, um, just his prayers were very yeah, mature. Yeah, mature. Very mature yeah. prayers. And um, I remember one time he was, he was like three. He was little. He was pretty little. And one night we were laying there praying. And, you know, and I, I um, yeah, he was three. And I, I uh, said, thank you, God, for choosing me to be Louie's mom. And after the prayer, amen. And he goes, well, actually, I chose you. And uh, I contracted <laughs> into myself. I came, but you and dad were not in this house. There was a house with blue curtains you were in then, truth. And wow. I contracted and told God that I uh, chose you. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. But... Um, but just the closeness that he had and the conversations that he would have with God just at a very young age was kind of inspiring me to me because I was a new, I was a new Christian myself right. as, as a mom. Right. So, um, wow. We can learn from children at oh, camp. Absolutely. This is forever at camp. It never fails. The kids that are just the hardest all day long, the ones that you're just like, ah, oh, this is a struggle. We call them EGR, extra mm-hmm. grace required. <laughs> and But they're the ones at campfire when it's like, you know, quiet time and everyone can, you know, just say out their prayers and they, they're nothing but gratitude. You know, thank you for Amanda for making my special bag for mm-hmm. me. Thank you for, and just going down the list and it's like, wow. So um, when I was a preschool teacher, um, I taught preschool here, son, preschool Sunday school for six years uh, where the chapel is right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and I would, as part of the um, the time that I had with the kids, um, I would get the other kids involved in making something or playing. And then I would take one by one over to our little prayer corner, and I had two chairs, and we would hold hands, and I would say, well, what would you like to talk about? Invariably, it was thank you. Thank you for yeah. my toys. Thank you for my mom. Thank you for my dog. Mm-hmm. Thank you for my food. It It was always gratitude Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. was it they're amazing and these were preschoolers they Mm. weren't even in kindergarten yeah that's beautiful that's beautiful do you all have a special prayer a go-to prayer sometimes in certain circumstances or prayer book or a prayer it's not required like like (laughs) I said you know thy will be done is is one of my Um, that pops up. And then, of course, the Lord's Prayer. If I, you know, I was very young um, when I memorized that prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it always brought me comfort um, when I was little that I knew at least one prayer that was the correct, whatever in air quotes, correct thing to say to God. So, um, so the, I think the Lord's prayer has a special place in my heart because I was so comforted by it when I was, Mm -hmm. uh, little and then just thy will be done Mm -hmm. to me is like the ultimate 
release of this is I beyond me. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, you just, Jesus, take the wheel. Yep. I, thy will yep. be done. <laughs> yep. What about you, Mark? So not really. I mean, I agree the Lord's Prayer. I think, you know, if, if, if I get to a point where I'm just so overwhelmed or, you know, I'm so panicked and, it, and it's just like, I, I don't even know where to begin. Well, then you got the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And that will kind of brings everything down. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a minute. And, and just calms things down. And now you can say, all right. I can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's it, it's like starting with, place. Yeah, it's like with your kids. They they get so upset, they're so mad, they're so angry, they're hurt, they're crying, they're hyperventilating, and you want them to say, hey, "Stop, just stop, mm-hmm. take a breath, mm-hmm. tell me what's going on." Mm-hmm. Well, the Lord's prayer is that breath, right? Yeah. So yeah. you can do that. Start getting your mind focused towards God. You know, get that that prayerful attitude, that attitude of gratitude. It, and then from there, go into the conversation you want to have with him. I think that's a really good, that's that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord's Prayer, this earlier this year, I was w- working with a woman with dementia and, you know, she's going through big life. Her partner had passed away and, you know, she was going to be moving. It was a lot. And I would visit her every day and every day, before I'd leave, whatever whatever we had done, I'd stop and hold her hands and do the Lord's Prayer. And, you know, she did not know a lot of things that were going on, but she sure enough did that, mm-hmm. did know the Lord's Prayer. And um, if I would get to the door and, will, you know, like was about to forget it, I mean, she, <laughs> that part, she, that was yeah. part of the thing. Like, oh, that's, you know, we, or I'd great. say, oh, what did I forget? You know, and she's like to pray. And so I think I find that comforting, that it's something comforting to people when they're, not even aware of what's happening in so many in, in that out of control feeling that that must be that they there's still some comfort in that. Um, I keep the Wesleyan Covenant prayer on my phone. That's my mm, screensaver. Mm. So it's <laughs> another good one. Yeah, yeah, it is a great prayer. Um, some days I'm like, okay, it's put me to suffering, put me to <laughs> you know, but it's it's um it's a centering prayer for me that 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 gets me back to what. Um, and I think the prayer I learned from David as is just grace sufficient for the needs of the day, mm-hmm. which is um, something he will say a lot and something that, you know, that's all you can pray for is grace sometimes because just let me be nice. <laughs> well, and you know, for people, you know, what David taught me was um, I am a beloved child of God, beautiful to mm. behold. And so yes. sometimes... I'll say that to people in text. If they say, I don't feel worthy, my husband's leaving, whatever it is that maybe they're feeling really down on themselves and, you know, am mm. I even worthy of love? You know, I've got, David has given me the power to say that, and it's true in every case. You're a beloved child of God, beautiful to behold. Yeah, and sometimes it helps me to say they are a beloved child of yeah. God. Be- people that yeah. I myself, yeah. St- oh, struggle oh, with I see. What that <laughs> yeah. Re- yeah. a reminder to myself: yeah. remember that they are a beloved child of God. Beautiful to behold. You're right. That's a good. David has taught us some good, some good things. Uh, 
Yeah. For our prayer life. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one for the arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> the prayer arsenal. <laughs> yeah, the that prayer that? arsenal. <laughs> well, we're prayer warriors. Right? Okay, so it must be a must be a prayer arsenal. So um wow. Um yeah, I really first of all, I appreciate the ways that you show up in prayer. We have other um, you know, we have a confidential prayer team that meets Every week, like I said, we have this prayer chapel and prayer garden for people to take advantage of. You know, Phyllis Murray, get with her if you want to do a prayer labyrinth once a month. That's happening. Um, I just, I I want anyone listening who is in need of prayer to know that there are just so many people that really it means so much for them to be able to to, to pray and lift you up in prayer, um, you know, and um, to find a way to reach out because this mm-hmm. is, this is whether you're a part of the church or not, you're a part of, you know, God's mm-hmm. family and you're part of our family. And so we want to be right. able to lift you up, right. lift you up in prayer, it's, and, you know. And clearly it blesses us mm-hmm. to do this for people. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't hesitate to reach out. It's a blessing for the person praying as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're very, and, you know, I'm reminded of this often, you know, and you and I work at a church, so it's not weird to say, oh, can I pray for you? Or can I pray with you? You know, when I was a a government employer, you know, but you would, once you got to know people, you you know, I could at least say, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you, (laughs) you know, but um, we are blessed that we can just stop in the middle of our meeting and pray and we can, it just is a, it's a part of what we do. And, um, yeah, I don't take that for granted because mm-hmm. not in all situations mm-hmm. you we don't start staff meetings at the county in prayer and you know <laughs> It's a good idea though. We should. <laughs> we should. We should do that more. We should do that more. So um well so part of our this campaign that we're doing, this discipleship campaign, which is a journey's way, um, is that there is a prayer that Pastor David is um, has written for all of us um, to be able to pray together. And what's cool about it is, you know, this is going to be going out. Um, you know, people will receive it in the mail. It'll be a part of every Sunday morning worship. Um, the the littles are going to get it in Sunday school and the youth group kids. And, and um, you know, I always like to think that everyone, Sunday nights, everyone's like talking about their day at church. Around the dinner table, <laughs> so uh, just let me have that little uh, <laughs> belief. They are, but they are okay. That that's happening, uh, and so prayer cards are could be at the at the table, and so it's a prayer. Um, and I think whether you're a part of Desert Spring Church or not, I think that this is a is a really nice prayer um, that we'd like to gift you with. Also, and again, this comes from Pastor David. Um, but before we do that, I just, um, unless there's anything else about prayer that y'all would like to share, appreciate, appreciate the ways that you pray, um, uh, for the church and for each other. And, and, you know, I myself have a great relief in knowing that, that I'm lifted in prayer. Mm-hmm. Here, so it's a pleasure. Thanks. Uh, it's, it's one of my, the favorite my favorite parts of my job is getting to pray for people. Yeah. So, yeah, it bums me out that thoughts and prayers got a bad rap because, you know, when we say that, we mean it genuinely, and it just right. be- it became the response yeah. to things that you right. know people right. are like. Well, we want other things, but which I understand that we do need action, but don't diminish thoughts and prayers that's of people. Right. That that's those are still Absolutely. they're important. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well then we want to invite you next week when we will be talking about presents. Y'all are off the hook next week, but <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back talking about presents. 
<laughs> Not presents like oh. gifts. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to be near presents. Showing up. <laughs> Just showing up. <laughs> um, but if you'll join me in, in this prayer from Pastor David, the two of you. God, God of new, new beginnings, beginnings give, give us eyes to see your many gifts, hearts to embrace each other, and hands to serve you every day of our lives. Strengthen the bond of love that unites us. Weaken our grip on all that keeps us from serving you faithfully. This we pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much.